0: Big Finish, for the love of stories. You're listening to The Big Finish Podcast, release date the 23rd of January 2022.
1: Welcome, my friends, to Peladon, a proud planet where the eyes of the people are set firmly on the future. Peladon, a world long committed to science and new technologies, to advancing our understanding of the universe and to becoming, at last, an integral part of the galactic community. Peladon, a civilization that has stepped out of the darkness of ignorance and into the light of understanding. Cue and
2: Benji!
1: I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, and welcome
3: to the world of Big Finishes, audio drama and all that
2: tingling in your
3: ear things. Any minute now, Benji and I will be chatting about the planet Peladon. Yes. And all matters arising from that.
0: Then it'll be time for the Good Review Guide in which we put The Third Doctor Adventures, Volume 7, under the spotlight. He's just one man. Well, let's just say I'm a, a scientist without
3: portfolio. Following that, we're off behind the scenes with Peladon, starring David Troughton as the king of that world, handily
1: with the same name. Hello, I'm David Troughton, and I play... King Peladon
0: And then As if you didn't know It'd be time for Listeners emails Sent to podcast At bigfinish.com packed with actual Printouts from your brain <laughs>
2: That's
3: my printer noise You really sound like a printer I, I was convinced uh, In our also available segment It's time for Torchwood Caddock Point also out this week, written by David Cluelin
4: and starring Tom Price. It's a really, really interesting, beautifully built story, as you'd expect from David Cluelin, who is an absolute genius.
0: Um, then the Randomoids Electron will once again be giving you a breathtaking 25% discount <sighs> on a randomly selected
3: Big finish release.
2: Oh, I can't tell you how good it is to be back where I
5: belong.
3: We round things off, of course, with a free 15-minute drama tease of Doctor Who, Peladon, The Ordeal of Peladon by Jonathan Barnes and Robert
5: Valentine.
1: I've never seen you in the Citadel before.
5: My name is Harfear, sire, and I bring you word from Scar.
3: Got a bit carried away there. I like it. Good, good. so Peladon. That's a
2: cracking
0: title, isn't it? It's a real cracking Peladon. The Ordeal of Peladon. I like
3: it a lot. It's good, isn't it? Curse Monster Ordeal. I wonder what the... uh... Other Peladon titles are let's have a look. Um but no, I know last week at the end of the podcast we spoke a little bit about Peladon, didn't we? And the Curse of Peladon, the Monster of Peladon, the two T V stories. And I think it's fifty years since those. Uh so um Well it's such a great concept, isn't it, as
0: well, to because it's sort of Doctor Who with that sort of political edge to it. Uh and it's it's fantastic. I don't think anything else I mean, suppose you have got shows like Deep deep Space Nine that, that do a bit of politics but this is a real different thing it's alien politics, I love it
3: yeah, I mean, much was made in the 1977 documentary Who's Doctor Who, about the, with Melvin Bragg doing the narration. said, uh, similar problems were facing our politicians back in 1973. Or 74, I think, for Monster of Peladon, wasn't it? Um, so much was made of the sort of political analogies going on in the stories. The title He, he, he by wasn't the way, referring to that. He was referring that there was this
0: monster that kept appearing and killing people, and they wondered what it was. Turned out to be a curse. <laughs> that happened to Ted um, Heath. Yeah, that happened Edward that, Heath, yeah.
3: the Prime Minister. That's what it was about there. I think you missed the point there. Dear, oh
0: dear. Yes.
3: Good morning, everybody. Ah, there's a monster. <laughs> there you are. That's a very rarely heard impersonation of Edward Heath. It was wonderful. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, in the Big Finish podcast. Yes. Tune in for all the latest impersonations. Uh, I'll be doing impersonations of Jeremy Thorpe. Um... Uh, I can't remember the names. Uh, Harold Wilson, Harold Wilson, and uh, who else could I impersonate that no one will care about?
0: Well, you you can think of that. I, what I will do is just impersonate the various chairs that they sat on in their time as prime minister, and I will do oh, that yeah, as yeah. well. So yeah, that way then we've got all bases covered. I think
3: yes, definitely. I just wanted to mention that the other titles of the Peladon box set—they're all of Peladon titles. The Poison of Peladon. The death of Peladon And the truth of Peladon <laughs> Great, we've already mentioned that Jonathan Barnes and Robert Valentine Have written um, The Ordeal of Peladon And Lizzie Hoplin's doing the Lizzie Hoplin, who's Lizzie <laughs> Hoplin? Sorry Lizzie, Lizzie Hoplin uh, The Poison of Peladon, Mark Wright The death of Peladon, and Tim Foley The truth of Peladon And that is the truth of peladon i mean with reference to the chairs that prime ministers sit on i think at this interesting time in british politics i can perhaps in a non-controversial way mention that all prime ministers fail eventually it's i don't know why anyone takes the job failure is built in none of them that you know what I mean they're all defeated in the end yeah it's a bit of a not a, a thankless task is the wrong word but yeah. I, I don't
0: think i'd want to get into politics the chairs oh, aren't comfortable no. enough really
6: no. I mean, <laughs> I actually had you.
0: to do a scene this morning. <sighs> <throwimiento> or, uh, 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 uh. I Had to do a scene this morning, actually, um, set in Parliament, and uh, I really Did had you? to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was lots of and all that business. <groans> order, order. Was, <laughs> uh, and I, of course, had to find the sound of a leather chair that wasn't too soft, but comfortable, no. but not, but not too hard. Um, and yeah, so it was, it was quite an important job for me, really it's good isn't it well it's interesting some well, chair enthusiasts yeah. across the country but um peladon <laughs> though fantastic uh, to be doing it just i'm very excited to sit down and listen to it mm. something about it i find i don't know it's from a time in doctor who that i love especially and uh,
7: yeah fantastic
3: i was in it not the TV one, obviously. I was I was there yeah. doing some Ice Warriors in there, so I oh, had great. much fun. Yeah, so I'm yes. looking forward to that too. Lots of S's. Elongated S's, I hope. Oh, yes. And so, yes, well, you know, look out, folks, for the drama tease and also going behind the scenes with it later in the podcast. Well, time now for our good review guide, finding the latest positive
0: comments about Big Finish Productions and help recommend them for you.
3: And as promised this week, we're looking at The Third Doctor Adventures, Volume 7. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Third Doctor Adventures, Volume 7. Yeah! The Ansar Incursion.
4: All personnel, stand by for satellite response efficiency test.
3: Drop your
8: weapon. No! I'm an old soldier. It's very difficult to teach me new tricks.
5: Doctor, activate receptor coils.
8: Activating receptor coils?
5: You against the machine. Full activation! I think you'd find the results enlightening. Good work, Sergeant. They reckon you're a space wizard or something. Do they indeed? The Doctor is dangerous. He's just one man. Well, let's just say I'm a a
2: scientist
5: without portfolio. What
8: the devil do you think you're doing?
5: International pressure points are being neutralized. Excellent. By the way, HEY! Whoa! Doctor, the door! Hide, right behind me! <laughs> Both of you, grab onto the console! Doctor, this is insane!
2: I
8: said I'd never go near this stranded <coughs> contraption. They're coming through! Hold on as if your life depends on it!
5: Because it does! Doctor! The doctor and unit will be in no position to stand in our way. The Gulf. at the light of the moons the way it skims the waves it makes them look like mounds hmm. maybe the brigadier left the taps running
2: you'd need to leave them running for an awfully long time
5: Sarah this is an ocean world just think of the water bill it's lovely to see you is it? of course it is such a delight to see new faces <laughs> I may be able to
2: help We don't need any help, Doctor. I hope not. I'm sorry. No ships, no radio. You may be self-sufficient, madam, but if something goes wrong, you're very much on your own out here.
5: It's coming inside. The sea screams at night. What are they? Sirens. Mermaids. But they're worse than that. Are those tendrils. Tentacles. (laughs) One false move and... It's going to collapse! I know it hurts, but I can ease the pain. I focus all my mental strength.
2: I break away from this dimension.
3: Big Finish. We love stories.
0: We'll just go to bigfinish.com and type Third Doctor. I would type it with the letters rather than the uh, number and RD. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd go for Third T-H-I-R-D Doctor into the search pane at the top to catch up with all our Third Doctor adventures. They're so fun as well. Uh, first up, we got got Mac user Jacob Licklider, uh, overall, The Third Doctor Adventures Volume 7, oh, it's come on quick, hasn't it? Uh, continues mm-hmm. the trend of excellent adventures for The Third Doctor, taking listeners into previously limited eras uh, with three excellent recasts and two stories which perfectly capture their respective eras. Trelaw, who, funnily enough, Tim Trelaw, I went out in Hastings to see a friend last week. And when I was yeah. walking along, uh, I saw Tim Trelaw outside uh, hanging out with some people in Hastings, having a drink, chilling yeah. out. I didn't go and say hello because he was—he was deep. It looked like he was deeply kind of mid anecdote, and I think it would have been strange <laughs> to have been like, "Hello, mate." Um, but yeah, I saw Tim Tim, Tim Trelaw in Hastings. There we go. Um, he does get, he gets accosted by Doctor Who fans as well. Does he really? Good on him. Good yeah. on him. I, I, it was just it was just totally bizarre. It was one of those things where, you know, when you clock something in your head and, and you don't think much of it. Just walk and I was like, oh, it's Tim Trelaw. It
3: just carried on with my day, really. And it was only after seven <laughs> Do you know, thought, enough, how bizarre. Funnily enough, I saw someone this morning while I was on a walk who looked like Tim Trelaw. That's not, I'm not making this up. I thought I had to do a double take. And it was like Tim Trelaw in about seven years' time. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly took a photograph It's one of my favourite things I remember one of our engineers Paul Midcalf Who, who works at Audio Sorcery in um, Near Wadhurst Near Tunbridge Wells Where we did all the Tom stuff And we continued to do stuff there I was sitting on a tube Opposite a man Who looked like Paul Midcalf But in about 20 years time it, it really, And I took a photograph of him And I showed it And I, it wasn't flattering obviously And I said Paul that's you In 20 years time he couldn't disagree with me he kind of went (laughs) see what you mean and i remember i saw someone um who looked like alistair Locke on the tube once so i took a photograph and sent (laughs) sent it to alistair and said how about that it's a this is an eight out of ten alistair Locke." (laughs) i think he agreed with me as well Well, i always Uh, love that that
0: bloke on the um jules holland hootenanny who plays bass which just looks just like he looks just like you
3: and when you, well, he's old and bald and got a white great, goatee beard. Yeah, basically it isn't it. But that photograph that I saw you tweet, I thought, yeah, that that could be me. It
0: could be you. It's just there it yeah. was that just that everything about that angle
3: was just it could be you. It could be you. But um. It is sometimes very unflattering when people say, oh, God, I saw someone, they look just like you, or they mistake you for someone, and then you find out who they were or what they look like. And they're just, you know, in my case, it's usually just some random, fairly ugly, bald person. And you just think, that's that's what you think I look like. Who was the woman who always used to say, does my bum look big in this? Oh, the one from, um, was uh, Far Show, wasn't it? Does my bum yeah. look big in this? Yeah. Just tell well, me, tell me, tell me.
0: When does she, my bum look big in
3: this and she was in um the you know uh, exile the unbound story we did with a female doctor that's a good friend of david tennant it's terrible arabella weir i just remembered her name it just flew into my aged brain because she slowly chased me around david tennant's wedding party <laughs> After after David, right at the beginning of the party, going, "Oh, Arabella, you remember Nick?" and she looked and she sort of went, "No," nah. and just swanned off. And uh, but then she kept sidling up to me and going, "Hello, hello, it's you, isn't it?" And I go, "Yes, yes, we said hello." <laughs> go, oh, it's you, it's you. And it she, it just kept getting worse and worse. And um, and she was going, "Hey, you were brilliant, you were brilliant." And, and I said, after the party, I texted David and said to. Uh, this obviously is a story just to prove that i text david Um, it's just a celebrity worshiping story Uh, i said who does arabella think i am (laughs) he he wrote back and said oh dear yeah i know exactly and it was some random actor who'd been in a play that david had been in that she'd seen and i said well what what's his name and david said um i don't think you want to know actually and i said why not he said It's not very flattering (laughs) 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 But I made him tell me And I find No disrespect to the guy But you know Come on I thought You seriously think that's what (laughs) How could you mistake him for me You know what I mean You know It was just It it was a very unflattering comparison And the fact that she'd actually been introduced to me Earlier on in the party as me And then later mistook me for someone else (laughs) Not paying attention Arabella That's what I say dear oh dear i mean
0: i i get people people always say i look like anybody with curly hair that's the frustrating thing is it? you look just like so and so and then i just look like, tom baker because they've got curly hair
3: So well i suppose it is the, the hair yeah exactly that's exactly all my life i've had that All my It's life. terrible isn't it you feel generalized you feel marginalized and generalized all at once you you'll, you've been eyesed. you've been eyes <laughs> nobody wants to be eyesed. Talking of curly hair, was on the day we're recording this, it's Tom Baker's birthday, so I sent him a text to wish him happy birthday, and he said, "He said one day we'll meet again and we shall laugh." That's a good thing to say, isn't it? Straight,
5: lovely
3: man. Anyway, sorry, back to the reviews. you did get to the end of that. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no,
5: no, 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 no,
3: no,
0: no, 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 no all lead the set well, uh, whilst Nicholas Briggs's direction, so you didn't want to miss this bit, is excellent, oh, wow.
3: and brings the set together from two brilliant scripts. 9.5 out of 10, Sven. Wow. Well, I give it 9 out of 10 because it didn't mention my incidental music.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Also, <laughs> Which the is presumption that that's calling everybody by their surnames and you your full name. Very strange.
3: Wasn't there, there was some comedy routine where they used to go, I think it was Harry Enfield used to, would go sort of, Trelaw, Ashford, Carlshaw, Miller. No! No! <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, this is from news.doctorwho.hyphenonlinecode.uk uh, d- uh, from <laughs> Robert. <laughs> Robert. Robert. He didn't rob anything. Ronnie no, also en- Lynn Slater. <laughs> if you're a fan of this time in the show's history, or if you just want to sit back and listen to two excellent atmospheric pacey stories that will have you gripped throughout then i highly recommend you giving this volume of the third doctor adventures a listen this is two volumes ago now you know we've had a volume eight, and the annihilators will be the ninth volume it's a huge success and i for one can't wait to see where they go next in volume eight well that's nine out of ten i'll give that 11 out of 10 actually it's a lovely review i like it we made this network.com that's all i wanted to say no, okay. uh,
0: ben Did Taylor you? from WeMadeThisNetwork.com says this could be the perfect starting point for fans who hadn't given the third Doctors a try uh, and if they might be expecting a pale imitation to correct their false
3: assumptions yeah it's a full-blooded imitation uh, who-review.com Daniel Mansfield uh, very famous Son of uh, Keith all Mansfield. in all you said that last week I know uh, <laughs> i wanted to. well you should say every week now it's now a regular thing this is it all in all this is oh by the way we did have an overall brilliantly didn't we oh yes overall, we did was, have an overall uh, jacob Licklider said over we, i meant to do an overall alert <laughs> uh, all in all nearly an overall alert uh this is quite possibly the strongest third doctor adventures box set yet combining two very different but equally as exciting stories and throwing us back to two eras of 1970s Who that we haven't really had explored on audio. Tim Trelaw, John Colshaw. See, he's using the full names. Daniel, well done. You get an extra point for that. Sadie Miller and Daisy Ashford all do wonderful jobs at recreating the Doctor and his companions, while Mark Wright and Tim Foley effortlessly recreate Season 7 and Season 11 while putting modern twists on them. Add to that oh hello there's two extra points coming up here add to that era authentic music by nicholas briggs hey an, in, an evocative sound design from benji clifford and evocative luke piet piet nick i'm always getting your surname wrong luke i apologize i throw myself on the pyre of humiliation uh, and this box set comes highly recommended I've accidentally combined another review with this, so I'm going to re- read that as well. It's, it. Anyway, we get we get four stars or a stubbing toe noise uh, mm. for this. Uh, but I give the review seven stars because it mentioned me a lot. <laughs> seven and a quarter. <laughs> so, just, just to be helpful. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it mentioned you. It gets the quarter for you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Good yeah
3: warpedfactor.com Matthew Creasel, Kressel. Matthew do write in and tell me how to pronounce your name I'm messing it up every time as the first outing with an entirely recast main cast which never occurred to me but it's true the third Doctor Adventures volume 7 soars <sighs> Well, that's a bit of a soaring sound effect though. it does so with an assuredness not only built on six previous that's a different sort <laughs> six previous sets but with two of the ranges best scripts and production work for fans of this era especially those reluctant to give recastings a try these two adventures implore you to reconsider. Because in a year already full of fantastic releases, this is another feather in Big Finish's cap. I love that expression. That's a feather in your cap. I love it. I (laughs) do love it. I always think of us wearing
0: those little fun little, you know, Robin Hood type caps.
3: Well, I always think my dad had a sort of trilby that he used to wear. He used to do archery when he was much younger. And he used to have a sort of trilby and it had a feather. Oh, very nice. Very Alf Roberts. I always used to think of that when people said that. Good. Oh, did I say what well, I'm going to give that review? I'm going to give that review 17 out of 14 and a half. GlamAdelaide.com.au, Rodney Havatin says, This is a
0: remarkable series that continues to enthrall audiences who enjoy the Pertwee era of Doctor Who. Longtime fans will get a kick out of hearing the next generations of Liz Shaw and Sarah Jane Smith revitalise the roles made famous by Their parents and Tim Trelaw continues to impress with his rendition of the
3: Pertwee Doctor. That's four stars there. We've lost Nick. very he nice was, four stars writing his memoirs. Then I'm just dealing with agents asking if actors can go for castings during recordings. No, I'm employing them. Stop getting them other jobs during the job I'm giving them. Um i give that five stars actually a big blue box podcast.co.uk this is jordan shortman says volume seven of the third doctor adventures is another triumph for big finish though Hmm. he obviously said something else before it's clear how well loved the third doctor era is at big finish offices and both scripts handle the characters with dignity and care while the new cast effortlessly breathes life new life in fact into characters where you might think all the stories could have I have already been told never, never, Jordan, never. As long as this series, or if they are continued in these new box sets, they are doing for every Doctor continue to be as strong as this. Big Finish will continue to honour the hard work of those who originally brought these amazing characters to such a vivid life. Well, Jordan, I read that very badly, um, so I'm going to give you 10 out of 10. Look at that. He, he offers.
0: He offers it and gives it. Whatever that means, um, uh, project they mistyped Tony. Tony's I know. Name I was again. looking forward to say is Tony J Flyer on here? It's Filer. Come on, projecttalkwood.blogspot.com. Um, both of the stories in this box set could well be thought of as masterpieces in their own right. The cast is spot on, anchored by Tim Flawless Trelaw, uh, who we saw in Hastings this week. Uh, and you'll come <laughs> out the other side of this box set believing. You've
3: just been through a third Dr. Kaleidoscope of Moods and loved
0: every minute of
3: it. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, I I told Tim that someone had written that he was Tim Flawless trelaw <laughs> and he, he thought I was taking the mickey out of him. He thought <laughs> I'd made it up. He just didn't believe it, bless him. Also, I won't say anything else, but it's really interesting seeing that review written in front of me here because there's one word in that review that is... Uh, features in a title for an upcoming uh third doctor story that the news about which won't be released for months yet just one from the twit o spheroid this week uh this is at la 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 gay uh two wonderful adventures one action-packed one quiet and full of tension and the first release in the series i got truly outstanding are the performances of daisy ashford and Sadie Miller who brilliantly embody their mother's characters that's brilliant It's that last sentence is a bit like one by Yoda isn't it truly outstanding are the performances <laughs> not the performances are truly outstanding <laughs> <laughs> who embody their mother's characters are brilliant <clears> he <throat> yes. thank you oh what do I give that I don't know uh, 20 out of 13 20 marbles
0: out of 13 good enough for me that's it for the reviews this week next time we'll be talking about the worlds of Blake 7 Avalon,
3: Avalon,
0: Uh, Volume 1 starring Sally Nivet and Stephen Greif.
3: Still to come on the podcast, listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com and our also available segment featuring Torchwood, Caddick Point with Tom Price. But first, let's delve behind the scenes with Doctor Who,
0: Peladon, The
3: Ordeals
9: of, you guessed it, Peloton. My name is David Richardson. I'm the producer of Doctor Who Peloton. Well, we love an anniversary at Big Finish, and Peloton really seemed like something worth celebrating. Uh, We're all of an age where we remember watching the original Peloton stories on TV back in the 1970s. They're just darn good stories and a really interesting story world and when you've got a really interesting story world you just want to go and play in it and um, I know when we sat down and looked at what we could do where we could go, the characters we could run with, we just got carried away with it really, so um, the reason for doing Peladon was
10: really, just got us excited Hello, my name is Barnaby Kay and I am the director of the Peladon episodes. I've loved working with Big Finish for for many years as an actor and so to be given this opportunity is it it really is a huge privilege and I've absolutely loved it. I only got into directing relatively recently during the um, the first lockdown um, when I directed a a play of my own for Radio Four, which I really enjoyed. So I really got a, a real taste for it. And and so for, for Big Finish to put the the trust in me to to uh, take on episodes so soon after that experience of doing my own uh, one was 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 great. And and so uh, it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure, and and I've, uh, I've I've loved it. It's a it's a lot harder work than um, than when you tip up on the day as an actor and and read your bits so there's a lot more involvement but i uh, i've really uh, i've relished it it's been uh, it's been great
11: hello my name's robert valentine and i am the script editor of peladon David Richardson invited me to script edit the series, uh, which celebrates Peladon's 50th anniversary on Doctor Who, and he pitched the idea as four stories spanning the generations, rather like the TV series The Crown, and I thought this was a really interesting idea, so I came up with a potted history of Peladon, which incorporated both TV outings as well as the, uh, the established Big Finish stories that had already been produced, and all other references I could find to it in prose work and stuff like that. And that was then something I could give to the writers, so they all knew exactly where their stories were in the timeline, and uh, which royal house was on the throne, and the state of the environment at that point in Peladon's history, and uh, all that kind of stuff.
8: Hello, my name is Jonathan Barnes, and together with Robert Valentine, I wrote The Ordeal of Peladon. It was really exciting as ever to get an email from Big Finish. And for this one, the brief was very much telling a big, sweeping, epic story in the world of Peladon, which was going to be, I think, kind of Big Finish's answer to the crown. So, yeah, real thrill to be asked um, and very exciting to find a way of going back to King Peladon and revisiting that whole Extraordinary world.
11: Well, thanks to appearing in two different stories during the third Doctor's era, Peladon was established as somewhere that wasn't Earth, where he can witness the consequences of his own interference on a society's history. And because it was conceptually a direct political analogy, Peladon becomes a society and a world where you can explore those types of themes and it be accepted that you're talking about earthly problems at a remove. So,
8: yes, in My story, we're revisiting King Peladon much later in his life when we meet him, first of all, in The Curse of Peladon. He's a young man, very dashing at the outset of his reign. And yeah, we thought it would be fun to check back in much, much later after perhaps some of the fun and the novelty of being a monarch has ended.
9: Well, I suppose we go through the process of... um working through the writers from the very beginning. So I come in at the original pitch stage. We will pitch ideas to the writers that we'd like to include in the stories. And, for example, in this, I think we took to the writers the combination of lead characters we'd like to bring back and feature and to be the centre of each episode. And then we leave it with the writer to run away, play with ideas and come back to us... And present initially we'll take a story pitch of a, probably about a paragraph in length and then we will work that up into a detailed storyline of three pages and then it will be condensed back into a page where it's um, circulated internally and say Nick Briggs will have a look at it to check he's happy so it, it's a it's a fairly long development process and by the time we get to the script I know the beats of the story. I know what's going to happen, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not always surprised and delighted as to what the writers have done with it. I mean that there's smashing work from all four writers in this set, and it, the, you know the, the leap from something that's just a bare bones skeleton on a pay, on a few pages into a, a script that's detailed and full of life is always something that's a pleasure to behold for me.
1: Hello, I'm David Troughton and I play King Peladon. When I first was asked to do it, I thought it was going to be a reprise of the episodes that I'd already recorded in 1972. And I thought, how am I going to do that? I'll have to make up and (laughs) look young. But then I read the story and it was, uh, yeah, it was a bit later on in my reign. So that was good.
10: It was lovely to work with him anyway but for him to be doing that role and and it was so clear in my head because i'd watched it so recently on the telly watched uh, the the, his him doing it then i think it was i don't think he'd look back at it so it was it was less present for him but to hear his voice almost unchanged by age and also we decided that perhaps the the sort of 40 50 years in between times hadn't really changed him very much and that he was still as naive and uh, as much of a, a feather for every wind as he had been in 1972 version. So that was fun because he got to run about and be very excited and uh, and it, it gave him a, a spring in his step. So uh, so it was um, that was a great pleasure. 72,
1: I was 22, now I'm 70. So um, it's a long time since I did it. But the, the nice thing about this script was that there were a lot of elements of what he was then in the older man which is good they've you know they carried on certain characteristics and his naivety and um basic wanting to be loved by everyone yeah so it was yeah it was a pleasure to do just go just go just go big i'm a, off i'm off. Go. all right <laughs> just
8: go
3: <laughs> to i didn't mean to do com it com it was a mistake and type peladon p-e-l-a-d-o-n into the search pane at the top to clamber up the cliff to the citadel to find out who knows what's going on. What's the name of that cliff? Is it Mount Megeshra or something? Something Possibly.
0: Like I know it's very windy. I think I just...
3: <laughs> <it's> <laughs> yeah, horrible. horrible. Do
0: you? No, you wouldn't want to traverse that wearing a, a, Jewish, a Jewish dress, would That's you? the
3: first thing I saw of Curse of Peladon, you know, because I, I, we just moved house to Burton-on-Trent And we arrived there. We got in the house, just got the television up and running in time to watch Doctor Who. (laughs) But it came in on the scene with Joe and the Doctor climbing up the cliff. So So I'd missed missed the beginning. Yeah, It's a good starting point. So you're all right. I was okay. Yeah, but I remember being really I mean, you can imagine how annoyed my parents were. I was like, get get the television on, get the television on. And then, oh, blooming Doctor Who. That's true, because it opens and establishes uh, Peladon,
0: doesn't it, as well, with all that business
3: going on so i had no
0: idea about that until Who's they that got bloke up. he thinks he's the king <laughs> well you're in for a shock but don't forget at the end of this podcast we'll be giving you a free 15
3: minute drama tease of this great new box set but now it's time for me to say <gasps> it's listeners email wolves. Nick said
0: it now, so you have to write in. It's the law. I don't make the law. It's just the law of emails. And if you want to email in, you can. You just send your emails to podcast at bigfinish.com. First up, Matthew Rose, uh, with the subject in this one, Torchwood, sent in the year of our Lord 1412, um, says here, Dear Nick and Benji, I hope you're both well and having higher spirits for 2022. Uh, Trying, certainly trying. Firstly, just wanted to say thank you for some corkers from 2021, which included Dalek Universe, The Third Doctor Adventures, and so much wonderful content that if I ended up listing it all, it would be longer than this podcast, and you'd need an ancient scroll or something to read all the fab content I've been listening to on top of it. Uh, that, that Matthew's presumably been listening to on top of it. So, down to business, as the Doctor said, waking up in the Rani's laboratory. Uh, Torchwood? What is happening with it as we have story names coming up like Cadoc Point and Sunny but no cast or covers. Is there some kind of delay going on as usually it's ahead of the game and with January drawing to a close and nothing as of yet with story 1, any updates? Thank you for reading, much appreciated and always have a great
3: year and for the love of stories, thank you. <laughs> thank you matthew um <clears throat> yes as you'll notice in this podcast we are talking about cut point um which uh stars tom price so there's a little bit of detail but yes there isn't much detail up about the torchwood stuff yet i have to speak very carefully now because this is a controversial area but it may not have escaped your notice that there has been some controversy online about one of the cast members of torchwood and it's sensitive and a difficult path to navigate because so many people have different uh, opinions and loyalties and uh, I'm not going to express anything about any of that, but of course, we're licensed by the BBC and we really mustn't do anything that would um, you know, bring uh, uh, the BBC into any disrepute or you know, damage their fantastic reputation as a you know really brilliant creative broadcaster in uh, the UK today. Um, so you know, we we sometimes are unable to um, inform you of things because of um, concerns other than the actual range itself. But rest assured, there's plenty more brilliant Torchwood stuff coming up created by james goss and the crew and uh, we will be giving more details to you as soon as we possibly can i hope that sort of covers it i felt like a right idiot of a politician then but anyway i hope that that made some sense to you uh, next up this is from john hogan and uh, he says, uh, A sequel to the Sarah Jane Adventures with Rani and Clyde would be great. Anjali Mahindra has worked in Doctor Who and Big Finish, so even just Rani would be great. Maybe Rani is a companion, or if rights are an issue, create a new companion for her. You mean for Anjali, yeah? I can see her with Colin, Paul or Tom. Of course, Angeli did appear in a, a Colin Baker story, and she may have a- appeared in... She might have. I think she came in and did one uh, with Tom Baker as well, which I don't even remember whether that <laughs> one's out yet or not because we've recorded so many. Um, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before that we did talk to Russell T. Davis about you know doing the Sarah Jane Adventures with the supporting characters, and and Russell said I, at the time, and I can't remember how long ago this was, he said, I don't I don't think so. I don't you know. No, it's too soon or I, I can't remember what he said But um, it, it was um, <clears throat> Excuse me, just have a little glass of water <laughs> mm, mm. Actually a little bit of cordial in there Ooh, um, Very nice Pear refreshing. and uh, elderflower.
2: Mm. Refreshing. Yes, El- elderflower Refreshing
3: <laughs> um, uh, uh, The answer was no, anyway <laughs> From Russell So, you know, that was the end of that, really And uh, finally
0: we got one here from Archie Ward uh, subject of this hmm. one is two questions hope that's not too much I'm afraid it is I'm afraid you're not allowed even one question anymore only, <laughs> only half a question
3: now, what do you think ri- writing into the Big Finish podcast and asking a question how dare you
0: no you're not allowed only statements now
3: Uh, hiya. uh
0: I like to class myself as a loyal listener and I've been listening to uh, Big Finish for many years and I've probably spent more money on these audios than anything else ever Anything else ever? Wow. Uh, not that I regret that. My first wow. question was, if it was ever possible, uh, we may see more of the first Doctor Vicky, Stephen or Barbara. It feels that uh, that's a TARDIS team we don't often see at Big Finish. My other question is, would you ever consider doing novel adaptations of books from the new series? Interesting question. I suggest Prisoner of the Daleks or The Shining Men, or as I like to call it, The Shining Men. Um, but most of us uh, most of all I would love to see George Mann's The Engines of War with the War Doctor Um, I thought we did that one for some reason but we must not No we didn't I really thought we did Um, I also would like to thank you guys at Big Finish and send my regards on to those who I'm sure are working tirelessly at writing scripts or sound designing at the moment Many thanks Ward, Well, thank you very much for that. Well, I'll pass your regards on to uh, to all the the great people at uh, yeah. BFP.
3: Ward, not Archie, Ward. <laughs> he says, very thanks, Ward. Ward? No, Ward, no. Um, yes, with regard to the doing dramatisation of the books, like Prisoner of the Daleks or The Shining Moon, um, I know Prisoner of the Daleks because I read it as an audiobook for BBC Audio, and also I read The Engines of War. Uh, with the War Doctor for BBC Audio and did my, my best to do a John Hurt voice. Nowhere near as good as Jonathan Carley's, I might add. Um, and I think someone asked about the engines of war before, and we sort of said, well, we're kind of going our own way with uh, the War do- Doctor. When I say we, I mean me. Um, so there's no plans to do those. Um, and also, you know, BBC Audio have released them as audio books, And I think um, there would be a sort of, too much of a clash of content there i think bbc audio would possibly want to keep it exclusive to them i don't know that for sure i'm just saying that that's what i think when i read your email which is what this email section is about what we think when we read your emails and that's enough of me thinking uh, you'll be pleased to hear that's it for the emails this week
0: the randomoids of let will be returning in two shakes of a donkey's tail, giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected big finish release. I wonder what it'll be.
10: Oh,
3: yes. I but before that, it's time for also available this week Torchwood, Caddock Point, by David Llewellyn and starring Tom Price. Uh, is that Caddock
4: Point? Is that Caddock Point? Yes. Yes. <laughs>
6: My name is David Swellin and I am the writer of Caddock Point. Oh, thank you so much for this. The inspiration for this story came from a few different sources. Uh, initially, I had just seen Robert Eggers' film The Lighthouse, uh, which is a kind of black and white horror film set on a remote lighthouse where uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson go quite mad and It ties in with a lot of kind of uh, iconography from mythology uh, to do with the sea and I was just kind of, that kind of got me started on it. Uh, And then from there I started thinking about the local coastline and I've been down a few times to kind of Pembrokeshire and the the coastline there is quite wild and and quite kind of strange. And so, yeah, I was drawn to that and places like St. Govan's Chapel, which is a chapel that is built into into the rocks. So those were the kind of initial ideas. And then uh, it was kind of a process of going back and forth. Uh, with uh, James Goss, (laughs) uh, where we discussed different ideas and and it it developed from that. It inspires them to create, but in doing so it enslaves them and then it takes them. It was always going to be an Andy story. We knew that. And what I quite liked with Andy is if you, is to focus on maybe that time just after Miracle Day or within months of Miracle Day happening, uh, where he 's kind of having to deal with all the little bits left over from when the rift blew up and the the, the you know the tortured base blew up, there would still be things in Cardiff and things weren 't entirely dealt with, so I kind of like that of him being slightly out of his element uh, it makes him more human. Uh, Because he is, obviously. Uh, But it makes him more sympathetic, I think. The thing is, the weird stuff didn't go away. So I
4: thought, you know, maybe I could step in sometimes. Hello, my name is Tom Price and I am playing... Sergeant Andrew Davidson. That's right, guys. Sergeant. And after years, I think I've been a sergeant longer now than I was ever a PC in the Torchwood world. I'm sure some fans will be able to confirm or deny that. And yet still people call me PC Andy. Sergeant Andy Davidson speaking. You've got business cards. are oh, you dickhead. I really like Andy just taking his time and sort of getting good content out of people he's a content creator and I really like the way that he sits back and relaxes and he asks some good questions and uh, finds out a fascinating story it's a really it's a really really interesting beautifully built story as you'd expect from David Cluelan who is an absolute genius Um, and uh, yeah it's really great fun it's really great fun I mean acting wise probably the greatest challenge for me was to find as many different ways uh, to ask questions it looks a lot like one of your paintings could I see some? and was that when you met Hugo blanchard because andy has a lot of questions in this but i like that i like this sort of andy marple thing that i've got going on it's um it's really great fun three men all painted cadoc point before they went missing and so did you just go to bigfinish.com
3: and type cadoc just do it c-a-d-o-c into the search pane at the top to catch up with this atmospheric contemporary drama well,
0: we're just minutes away from our 15-minute drama tease of The <gasps> Ordeal of Peladon,
3: but first... It's the Randomoid Selectatron, offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release.
11: Here we oh, go. very exciting. Yeah, We've it
0: up. It's Iris Wildtime Series 3. And I always... Iris... Have loves the tagline on this which is time space and the little bits in between i think that's really really fun um yeah, does it have it. a subtitle um no it just says three dot oh. iris Wildtime series 03 released august 2012
3: oh yes and it's got the iris Wildtime appreciation society by Kevin scott <laughs> Iris Rides Out by Guy Adams. Midwinter Murders by George Mann. Rather good, isn't it? It Um, Let's hear the trailer.
2: Hello. Iris Wildtime speaking. How may I save your planet today?
8: Prepare thyself, bride.
2: Oh, I can't tell you how good it is to be back where I belong. Adventure, danger and daring do. Where do we start? Iris Wildtime.
5: You are under arrest Leg it back to the bus We have a house under siege by piggy things Noisy trans-dimensional neighbours And a whopping great crack in the structure of reality Anything else?
2: I must have been a very naughty panda in a previous life All right, stay where you are,
10: both of you Lower the weapon and turn round slowly
5: Who do you think you are, Dirty
2: Alley?
10: That's Hoppy. Your replacement.
2: My... What? Two questions. What kind of spaceship is that? And why is it pointing all of its guns at us?
8: Have you no idea how dangerous that was? You could have killed a lot of us. They are completely under my throne. They cannot enter this chalk pentacle.
2: Brace yourself, Iris, love. This isn't going to be pleasant. Iris, don't you know what this means? The bus is in lockdown, completely off-limits. Windows blocked, locks melted, engine immobilised. You said that if this ever happened,
5: we'd never be able to get on board again. Iris, we're stranded. Listen to me. Everyone is going to die. Do you hear me? Everyone is going to die. Panda! Demonic forces, have you been drinking?
1: Krabool comes, prepare thyself.
2: Is that it? A terror from the end of time? Wearing an anorak? This looks like a job for Irish wild time. Hey, come on. We shall roast you all.
3: I bet this never happened to Hoppy. So, yeah, an amazing cast here. David Benson, who... um. We've been listening to a lot of his work recently But more of that later Ooh, Yeah, yes. Great stuff And and Katie Manning really in her element Not her elephant uh, Here doing uh, Yeah, Brilliant, so they are 25% off um, While I email Jackie Emery At Big Finish to make sure she knows Which release to attach the offer to um, Would you like to Explain the 25% discount It would be an honour
0: Nick uh, All you have all to right. do is go to bigfinish.com Once you're on the the homepage with the new uh, tagline for the love of stories there, which I just noticed, very nice too. Uh, You go to the podcast section on the menu. Once you're on there, uh, you will have the the podcast in question. It will say, read more. You click read more uh, so you can read more. And in the blurb underneath a picture of me and Nick, it says... The Randomoid Electron also features offering you a 25% discount on the selected release. Just click here and enter the code BUCKUP, so that's what you do, you click there, you enter the code B-U-C-K-U-P, all capital letters, notice I didn't hit the space bar, this is what the space bar sounds like, I didn't, I didn't hit that. Just buck up, click for your offer and biggly boo, there you go, you get your discount. Uh, listeners last week would have got Doctor Who Absolution Which is in there uh, At a lovely price So uh, yeah, do enjoy Do enjoy
3: Well thanks Ram for being so random this time I mean it, normally it links to something But Iris Wildtime is a real wild card really <laughs> out, out there, yeah, yeah We'll be back next week with another podcast packed with Big Finish goodness. But since I've been worked off my feet this week, I won't go into details. I haven't had a chance to plan it out yet. Normally I've planned it in advance, so I can tell you what's in it. There'll be stuff, all right? (laughs) Just time now to thank you all for
0: listening and continuing to support our audio endeavours. Please, whatever you do, Mm. don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and pass the word around about Big Finish. From us... Is goodbye, Bye. and remember, big Bye. finish for the love of stories.
3: Beautifully done. Thank you very much. Been practicing in front of a mirror. Yeah. Time now for Doctor Who, Peladon, the ordeal of Peladon.
1: Welcome, my friends, to Peladon, a proud planet where the eyes of the people are set firmly on the future. Peladon, a world long committed to science and new technologies, to advancing our understanding of the universe, and to becoming, at last, an integral part of the galactic community. Peladon, A civilization that has stepped out of the darkness of ignorance and into the light of understanding.
12: Please, let me in. Who is it? Please, open the door.
5: What do you want? What do you mean by this, hammering on a widow's door when night's all but upon us?
12: Madame Harfe.
5: Who are you? How do you know my name?
12: I am Skarn, the fisherman.
5: I've heard of you. Well, I've heard rumours. People say the strangest things about you.
12: And some of them may even be true.
5: They do say that you have helped people. Where they have led me. Why are you here?
12: Let us say that I have been sent. And that I can help your daughter. Even as we speak, she hovers on the brink of death.
5: All the wise folk say she's beyond help.
12: Let me see her. I give you my word. Your daughter will walk again. She will laugh and she will sing. How can I trust you? Look into your heart. If she is truly beyond help,
5: what harm can I do? You said you were sent. Who by?
12: She knows, <sighs> but she does not yet believe. The gods, Madame Hafe. the old gods of peladon
5: Gods. You know folks say you're mad.
12: And you, Madame Arthur, what do you say?
5: I truly don't know. But if you can save my girl, I'll praise your name for as long as I live. Come inside.
1: Scarn, scarn, scarn. Why is that the only name I seem to hear nowadays?
7: Your Majesty, you seem, if I might be forgiven for saying so, just ever so slightly exercised. Ah. Please, sit down, take a breath, your heart, remember? There's nothing wrong with me, Ralan, save for age and for the weight of experience. Forgive me, sire. I did not mean to imply anything to the contrary, only that you ought not to allow yourself to become agitated.
1: Very well. I'll sit down. (laughs) Uh, Uh. Happy now?
7: Please, sire, tell me what is troubling you. If there is anything at all within my power to help, I shall do so at once and without hesitation. I told you.
1: It's this Skarn fellow.
7: Skarn? Have
1: you not heard of him?
7: I find that very hard to believe. What? The name does seem perhaps faintly familiar. Isn't he some sort of wandering prophet? An itinerant holy man? A peripatetic worker of miracles? Something of that nature. My
1: information's limited, but yes, as far as I can tell, your description's accurate. There are the wildest tales coming in from the provinces of the old gods speaking through him.
7: Oh, there have always been such men as he, and such elaborate and fanciful stories also. Uh, You recall more of our recent history than I, but such characters often emerge. They, They give a little comfort to the people, while doubtless picking their pockets in the process. It's no cause for alarm. On the contrary, Ralan, your king is worried. Sire, there's no need. Peladon is at peace. Your reign has been unique in the annals of our planet. You have provided our people with an era of stability and plenty, and one day that legacy shall be passed on to your daughter. All is well. You should by now be resting. And, to that end, I've taken the liberty of ordering you some wine. It might help to soothe
1: you. Lebron and I have no need of wine. Nor am I as decrepit as you insist on making out. You speak as though my reign were over, as though you were already delivering
7: my eulogy. I meant no disrespect, but I am sure that this business of Scarn ought not to weigh too heavily on your mind.
1: Yet it does, for I have strived, have I not, for many years to put this planet on a course of modernity. I've long wanted us to embrace new technologies and bring about new ways of seeing. I've wanted the people to learn to love the Galactic Federation only now for this scarn to appear. And it's as though we're going backwards, as though the old ways are reasserting themselves. This is not the legacy I would pass on to Thalira.
7: Sire, it is in the nature of populations to drift a little between extremes. To any student of history, this is perfectly unremarkable, though of course. I would be quite happy to have this Scarn removed, if that would please you.
1: Removed? For what is that a euphemism? No, I don't want Scarn removed. On the contrary, I want to know more about him. I want to understand why the people flock to him. I fear it is because they have seen so little of me.
7: Oh, not this again.
1: If I made a grand tour of the kingdom, Ralan, I could meet with the people. Scarn is filling the void that my seclusion here has created.
7: This is hardly seclusion, my
1: king. My subjects see me as aloof and remote. Whatever else I've done for them, I should show them that I am anything but.
7: What the people think doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. They are fickle and easily led, and if you did meet them, you'd quickly realize that for yourself.
1: I think you do our people an injustice. Then
7: let us talk of them, sire, later though, for the next council meeting is almost upon me. Ah, and here comes your wine.
5: My lords?
7: Uh, take the goblets to the king. Uh, no, the whole flagon. And wait for his orders.
5: Of course, my lord.
7: Take a drink, sire. Consider your course of action. It will be my honor to put whatever you desire in motion. But for now, I have to fly.
1: Go, Ralan. Do what you must.
7: Oh, and sire. Ralan? I wonder if the people might be more enamored of the Galactic Federation if they had seen more of the fruits of our membership these last few years.
1: Now, that's not fair, Ralan, as you know full well.
7: Perhaps not, my lord. But when it comes to the people, Perception is everything.
1: <sighs> bring me some of that wine, would you? Of course, Sire. But before you drink. What? Uh, before you drink, there's something you should know. But wait! Who are you? I've never seen you in the Citadel before.
5: My name is Harfair, Sire. And I bring you word from Scar. Begin anti-hibernation process. My lord, Exmari, awake. My lord, welcome back from cryo's sleep. I trust you rested well. Thank you, skandar I am revived...
2: Though the process gets no easier with age. I
5: imagine not, Lord Exmari.
2: Well, you have that to look forward to.
5: Why have you awoken me? Our journey is almost ended. Our destination is in view.
2: Ah, yes. Peladon.
1: What do you know of Skarn? Were you listening at the door while I spoke with my advisor?
5: Oh, your majesty. I know far more about Skarn than you or your high advisor could ever dream of.
1: He sent you? He did. And you're his... What would you call yourself? His follower? His acolyte?
5: His disciple.
1: I don't shrink from the word. What do you want? Why did this man send you to infiltrate my court? The
5: voices of the old gods speak to him. He has a message for the people of this planet, a warning for us all.
1: Indeed. And what exactly is the nature of this warning?
5: He says we are taking the wrong path, that it's leading us away from the true faith. He says that a great shadow was falling over us.
1: I've heard such vague prophecy a time or two before. But I still don't understand why he sent you so that I might take you back with me. What? He wants to meet you, King
5: Peladon. He wishes to break bread.
7: Sire, forgive me, I meant to... Sire, is this servant troubling you?
1: She is no servant, but rather an emissary. An emissary? From whom? From
7: him. What? Guards! Guards! To me! The King is in danger! Uh... Sir? Captain? A spy has infiltrated the Citadel. Seize her! Seize this woman! Roland, Uh, uh, Hold still! He wishes to meet uh, you, Paladin.
5: And what Scar wishes always comes to pass. My lord, we are approaching the planet. We shall be in orbit in point six cycles.
2: Good. I would have this tedious inspection over with.
5: I cannot say the same, my lord. For I have learned so much this past year by your side that I would not have it
2: finished. Oh, to have the enthusiasm of youth, Scanla. We had better inform the inspection, Administrator. Open a channel. Administrator... We have almost reached our destination. We shall make our presence known to the Peladon government at the start of their next working day.
5: Very good, invigilator. I envy you this trip.
2: It is not one I would have chosen for my final assignment, Alpha Centauri.
5: Peladon is a fascinating world, Ixmari. And do not forget that King Peladon himself was a friend to Mars many years ago when your own planet was in turmoil.
2: I remember, but he must be old now. His society is still largely feudal, yes? With pretensions to technological advancement?
5: King Peladon has always been a keen reformer, despite his planet's admittedly reactionary social and political structures. That is a...
2: yes. It bodes ill for the Federation to have member worlds still so mired in superstition and archaic belief.
5: Their king would doubtless refute that allegation in Vigilator Ixmari. No
2: doubt he would.
5: Do not underestimate King Peladon. It would be a grave mistake. And do not underestimate the importance of this mission. I have every faith in you. Centauri out.
1: Really, Ralan, there is no need for any of this. I don't need protection in my own quarters. Nor did that poor woman deserve incarceration.